0: Broadcasting from Alito to Alton,
1: from Champaign to Chicago,
0: and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.
2: The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular saying hello to November. Put away the shorts, pull out the parkas. Another big weekend here on the show. I at Minnesota Saturday morning at 11 on ESPN2. Men's and women's basketball starting up. Kofi Coburn, three-game suspension. So we'll uh, see him here in a couple of weeks. Uh, but have no fear. The guys are here. We've got to cover for you. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. Fellas, how you doing?
3: Well, Larry, I will say one thing. My shorts don't go away uh,
2: until there's like ice
3: and snow. So we're still shorts now and and I have not had a 3 game suspension so I'll be here every week. So I'm good to go.
4: And and my shorts are still available at trunks.com where they've been sitting for over 30 years.
2: <laughs> Nobody's buying Muhammad Seymour. What, what your, what's the Muhammad Seymour nickname? We're the we're the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Man. Bulldogs.
4: Yep. All right. All right. Bulldog pride, baby
2: down in mattoon we didn't get to play you guys back in the day so all right. yeah
4: we would we would have creamed
2: you we wouldn't we'd be another football weekend go go buy mike's trunks on the on the players trunks.com exactly. please. please for him not for you but for him we'll christmas gift for him. <laughs> another football weekend entering the final month of the Atlanta football season uh finishing up another week guys of what might have been lament's throughout Illini nation, a 14, 10 lead through three quarters at a 2014 loss to Rutgers at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, this is a tough one because this team had an opportunity to go to a bowl this year. They still technically have it, but you get additional revenue because people show up at your home games. When you're going for a bowl, you get three to four extra weeks of practice. And you get the ability to recruit off of that. And unfortunately this, what might've been, could have really amped up the rebuild that coach Bealman is trying to do. So it's, it's unfortunate set of circumstances.
3: Yeah. It continues to be the offense that isn't getting it done. Um, Again, the offense, you know, Brandon Peters probably had the best half of his Illinois football career um, in the first half against Rutgers. And then in the second half, they didn't score. In fact, they, I think they were three and out on their first four possessions of the second half. They didn't move it until the last possession at the end, and they still then they kind of messed up there at the end. They're second and three, third and one, didn't get anything, and fourth and one went for it. Of course, they had to, and didn't get anything. And it's uh, and you know you have to score again. A scoreless first quarter. They have three first quarter points this season. Oh no no
4: no 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 five five they on offense a, yeah, yeah i on know offense but, but coach b did say we have five yeah <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> we're if we're, if we're, we're gonna lie on
3: safety you're in trouble
4: five <laughs> that, that's five that's the big oh five <laughs> we're gonna hear that quote
2: from coach bielema later on here in the in the show because yeah he's, he was quick mike to remind oh five i'm gonna, I'm gonna counter a point that i can <laughs> on that you know illinois could be easily six and three right now and looking at the postseason bowl menu uh and head coach brett bielema says yeah
5: He's frustrated, too. Three and six isn't anywhere where I want to be, uh, but there are so many things that begin to happen around us that is a very positive thing. Uh, we're just going to keep building on those. We're going to try to, uh, you know, get past this, the, the bumps in the road that we're, we're you know, I know this is a huge month, right? The month of November, um, I remember my first two championship seasons. The, the first one, there was no Big Ten playoff game, so we had won at Ohio State uh, at our place against number one, we went on the road and beat Iowa, we had four games left in front of us that I felt were winnable games. If we win them, I knew we had a championship. So I literally laid out the month of November calendar, and we made a kid check every day, the month of November, right? If you try to jump to the end of it, we'd never get there. Um, the next year, to get to a Big Ten championship game, you had to process the end of the season to get the opportunity to play uh, against Michigan State, a team that we lost to earlier. So I told her guys the other day, listen, we may not be in a quest for a big 10 West championship right now, but at some point we will, you have to understand November is the ones you're going to remember. And this is when, when games need to be won in a big way. So our November isn't where I want it to be, but it's very significant.
3: You know, I think he's right. I mean, you know, the the one thing is I think he wants to win. I think it's just going to take some time to get the right style of play that he wants to run because they maybe don't fit the same style that he's looking for. And, And so I think there's some work still to be done. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're they're uh you know, I feel like they've kind of given away some games this year, so that's disappointing. But again, this is a long term build. Uh, and so it's gonna take some time.
4: Yeah, and unfortunately, it's hard for Illini fans who are aging rapidly through this season. Um, just to you <laughs> know, to, to could, be patient. How could you
3: not age rapidly? How <laughs> I could know. you not age rapidly?
4: I have aged I have aged more rapidly this season. But I I will say that it's obvious, you know, the games are close. The team isn't being blown out. They're playing a solid brand of defense uh, um, that we didn't expect. So, in the end, I feel like we're going in the right direction, but it's frustrating with the woulda, coulda, shoulda.
0: Yeah,
2: Brad, I think that uh, Benjamin Button Kegley over here just wants us to catch up with him. That's
6: what
0: what he's getting
4: at.
2: (laughs) Hurry, guys, hurry.
4: <laughs> run Brad run I'm not, not gaining all. any
2: ground <laughs> that's right we're trying to catch it but we're not there so alright yeah. uh, we'll have more on Illini football here still to come we have got a long way to go just getting started here on the Sports Spectacular we'll break down this Illini Golfers matchup and hear from Minnesota coach PJ Fleck they've won four in a row uh, but neither that nor their outstanding running game is what impressed me this week I will share my biggest takeaway from Minnesota How's that for a tease? Uh, that's still ahead. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network
1: when life gets hectic you need health care that's easy you need osf on-call urgent care with osf on call urgent care we make it easy to get affordable quick convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it walk in for care 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day even on holidays 24 7 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit.
2: Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today. 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions.
0: free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com
2: the Atlanta guys sports spectacular heard on 25 stations throughout the midwest and worldwide on alini We're global. We're global. That's where we are. Yeah. Our newsmaker segment brought to you by our friends at Busey Bank. 233 days since the Aladdin walked off the court for the final time last season in Indianapolis until they take the court again on Tuesday. So much has changed. I.O. off to the NBA, and he's killing it. Terrific start with the Bulls. We'll talk more about him a bit later in the show. Adam Miller transferring to LSU. Unfortunately, lost to them for the season with a knee injury. We wish him the best. Georgie playing in the G League. Backup center Jermaine Hamlin is now an EIU Panther. Go blue. Three assistants are gone. You would think that adding all that up would equal a a rebuild and a team that hopes it can finish in the upper division of the Big Ten and maybe reach the NCAA tournament, Um, but that's just not the case. Much loftier expectations as the team opens regular season this Tuesday, again, versus Jackson State at State Farm Center. But they will do so without Kofi Colburn, the All-American center suspended by the NCAA for three games. And we got word of that earlier this week. Uh, Brad, break this down for us. What happened and what's going on?
3: Yeah. So last spring, when Kofi declared uh, for the NBA draft, he decided to sell some stuff on the player's trunk, some Illinois gear. Um, he sold it, um, which of course is would be a violation. And so, um, of course, at that time he was planning on going to the NBA. Then he decided to come back after getting his feedback, and so he's uh, been able to donate all that, to, uh, all the proceeds from that to charity. Um, But the NCAA decided in their wisdom, infinite wisdom, to uh, give him a three-game suspension uh, to start the season. Now, we had heard, you know, I think Illinois campaigned a little bit behind the scenes and were able to get it uh, down from what was considerably more at the beginning. So it actually turns out three games. The first two games, honestly, Jackson State, Arkansas State, it might be good for the some of the other guys to get some time, but I don't think, uh, you know, at Marquette's going to be a tough one. Do I think it's fair? No. Um, especially when on July one, he could have sold shirts um, galore, and he could have made some money uh, with NIL. So it, it's kind of, a, it's the NCAA though. So it's not going to make sense.
4: Yeah. And, and I found myself in the bizarre position of uh, agreeing with Dick Vital and Jay Billis as they both, Went full bore in support of Kofi on Twitter, uh, and and when you think about the comments of Will Wade at the coach of LSU three years ago, and he's still coaching with no real consequences, um, you look at at some things that maybe are a little bit uh, disconnected with you know behavior off the court for coaches and players. This is a laughable. Um, suspension at the same time, you know, you, you, you wish whoever had been in Kofi's ear saying let's sell these could have just cooled their heels for three weeks. And then this wouldn't be a problem. But, but again, when you expect sanity from the NCAA um, that doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> well, I think any of us who um, if the name Chuck smirk means anything to you, when you bristle <laughs> hearing that name, uh, you will know that I, I'm not anybody who's ever going to defend what the NCAA does. But let me ask this question and play devil's advocate: Is this a situation of timing? And Brad, you mentioned that, and so I'll start with you. If Kofi had waited instead of doing this in whenever late May, early June, if he'd waited until after July 1st, maybe this isn't a problem. We don't have a suspension right now.
3: Yeah, it would it would have been interesting. I, 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 what would have happened? Because technically, you still can't sell the Illinois gear um as such so may have been something but I, I don't think he would have done it after July 1 because he had the other opportunities I think at that point everybody's trying to still feel out what was happening and Kofi was planning on going pro I mean he really wanted to go pro I mean <laughs> I mean for people who don't know he, he sold his television like he was selling his television you know out of his apartment he was getting rid of it he was just trying to get rid of everything because he was planning on didn't want to move it back and he wasn't planning on coming back so those are there's some crazy things that you know go on behind the scenes always and i think in this case with with kofi it was just he had some people telling him go ahead and sell the stuff you don't want to come back blah blah, blah. well then he gets feedback and they're like hey you can do this and then he finds out nil is going to take place and you can make more money at illinois than you can going pro so maybe it's better to go ahead and uh, stick around for a year two. Or, two
4: or three yeah three yeah there we are i like that logic brad
2: Let's pump up that NIL and make it a, make it a tough choice for him.
4: <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, come on, exactly. Come
2: on, Illini supporters. You got it in you. I've seen the cars you drive.
4: and so at, the, at the rate Ty ties going down in Kentucky, he may never leave. I mean, goodness gracious, you know, there's – I have to be honest with you. If I, was a, if I was an auto dealer, I would want Kofi and Curbelo and these Illini players, I'd want them in a car that I furnished and I'd want them in my advertising. These are, these guys are good guys. They're photogenic. They're good communicators. Um, what better, what better advertising could you have for your company than to put somebody like that on the air for you?
2: You would think uh, you would think, and I think that's where um, the call goes out. We're going to talk a lot about this in the, in the coming weeks and months, getting into the NIL thing. We've already had you know, Craig McDonald on and, and the ILL NIL.com. We've had Cam Cox who, was been, has was hired this summer by Josh Whitman to be the coordinator of all things NIL and help people understand exactly what's going on. There are people, others behind the scenes um, that I know we've had conversations with that are trying to make these things happen. Um, but back to the suspension, I'm just curious, um, and Brad, I'll ask you, as I know you, you're obviously in, in very close with the team. The three-game suspension, even though you were saying, again, it's not fair, really, it's not a bad thing. This could have been much worse.
3: Yeah, no question. I mean, you go into those games, those are all three games that you can win even without Kofi. And you get some other guys some experience, and then you head in. The The guy who's the most upset about it is Wes Miller, the new coach at Cincinnati, because that means he gets <laughs> Kofi. He gets Kofi in his first game, so he gets the angry Kofi, as we talked about. Mike and I talked about on our podcast this week. It was an angry Kofi coming out against Cincinnati and not, not what you want to see.
4: No, nobody, not.
2: nobody to stop him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah, it's like uh, uh, look, uh, I I didn't have anything to do with it. I think I would actually wear a shirt that says I'm not the NCAA if I was Coach Miller, <laughs> and I would show that to Kofi right before the game.
2: You know, or what do you it. what you could do is get real creative and outfit your coaching staff and all your players in pregame warmups with free Kofi T-shirts. Just, <laughs> there you go. In in red and black, and just hope that he understands. Listen, it wasn't us. It wasn't yeah. us. <laughs>
4: We support you, Kofi. (laughs) That's right. You know, in Marvel movies, it's Hulk Smash. And in this one, it's going to be Kofi Dunk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And those are the games. uh, That's the game, the Hall of Fame Classic uh, game, the opening night in Kansas City, Illinois versus Cincinnati. And uh, the winner of that game takes on Kansas State or Arkansas the next night. So um, Kofi's big coming out party there in KC. We've got a quick timeout. Let's uh, then talk about this matchup coming up here with the Tigers. One again without Kofi. That's
4: next on the Sports Spectacular. Don't touch that dial. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
2: Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And guys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com.
1: Leave me alone.
0: (laughs) When a child shares hurtful comments online, that's bullying. Visit EraseBullying.ca to learn how to help your child stand up to cyberbullying.
7: Getting out of the military, I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people
8: that don't understand. I still had the anger, I still had the addictions, but we didn't talk
1: about that. Came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more
0: or less encouraged me, you know, go go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people because it takes true strength to ask for help.
8: Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net.
2: This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys, Ford Spectacular. Brad Underwood. Opening season number five is head of the Alani basketball team, and boy, has he delivered! What a quantum leap from where this program was when he took over to where it is today, back on the national stage. And he was rewarded with that sweet new contract prior to the season. Hey, congrats to him, well earned! And here we go, Alani versus Jackson State Tuesday night. You can see it on ESPN Plus. Kendrick Prince of the Alani guys joining us now for this segment. Kedrick, want to get your moments, uh, your thoughts here in just a moment. Welcome to the show, as always. Uh, but fellas, uh, what will we see come Tuesday night?
3: Well, I, I don't think Jackson State can compete with uh, Illinois, um, even without Kofi. It's going to be a tough, tough sledding for them. Uh, Illinois, of course, has some has some injuries. They're a little banged up right now, but I, I think they have enough that are they're going to be fine uh, against Jackson State. I, for me, it's interesting to see what they do. Um, Rotation-wise, do they start Omar Payne? Do they start Coleman Hawkins to five? How do they how do they play it against Jackson State? Um, and, and how many minutes? I mean, Omar Payne's only played like nine minutes each exhibition game. So does he play a little more in this real game? Does you know Coleman Hawkins play a lot at the five? Do they uh, what do they do with Demonte? You know, is he three? Is he played some four? What what do they do with him against Jackson State? So I, I think it's going to be fun to watch this um, and unfold.
4: Yeah, and Jackson State has one all-swack player, uh, Javius McKinnis, a six seven big, and he's a power player. So maybe we'll see um, what Payne, you know, or Hawkins will do inside against him. But the Illini should be cruising in this game against, uh, against Jackson State.
6: I'll tell you, I'd really like to see, you know, Brad, you talk about the matchups. I kind of like to see Omar Payne. Producing get a lot of and get a lot of minutes. I mean, I, they talked about him a lot in the non-conference schedule. Excuse me, early on in the practice uh, season and schedule, they about how good he could be and you know and how much better he looked when when he was at Florida. I want to see that. I want to see him not just get minutes to be getting minutes. You know, I, they're really going to need him at some point because if they're going to be the team that you know people talked about. The depth. That's the one spot I think that hasn't really produced. I know they talked about him looking better recently in practice, but practice is a lot different than games.
2: You know, you guys mentioned Omar Payne, and, and you know, we saw um, some decent production in the two exhibition games out of the freshmen. Um, I think we saw glimpses of, of what, especially, um, RJ Melendez can do. Uh, Luke Goody got in early um in the in the second game and 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 has been good minutes so showed a nice stroke what what Illinois player has the most to gain out of this game Tuesday night with with Kofi out and now you're looking for some people uh, to contribute that maybe otherwise you might not be um, be counting on them
3: I, I would go with Omar Payne as one and then depending on whether it's health I mean you know obviously the guy who I'd like to see out there depending on how healthy he is is Austin Hutcherson. Um, Depending on, you know, what his status is. Those are the guys that I'd like to see on the floor in game situations and playing. But, you know, not that it, and and I don't think it has any effect on the outcome of the game, but it would be nice to see them get the rust off a little bit. I think Omar Payne has to step up. Uh, I thought Coleman Hawkins had a nice game the other day. Alfonso Plummer had a nice game. So you got some of these guys that were kind of the the new guys, the guys who are stepping into new roles uh, doing that. Uh, And you mentioned Luke Goody. How how impressive has Luke Goody been? He's been the most impressive freshman to me, not because of his upside, because he's ready to play. I mean, he can come in, he does the right things, makes the right play, can knock down open shots, he can pass it. Um, I I really like the way he's played so far.
4: Yeah, Luke has been in the right place at the right time. That's been really nice to see. And Payne somehow has to translate that practice um, acumen into a game situation. And it's time to do that now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just to piggyback up what you guys said, I just want to
6: see Payne, you know, if he could give them 10 points, and eight rebounds a game at any point, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, I think it's huge. And, you know, we talked about Austin Hutchison. I know the first exhibition game, a lot of people thought it, they were concerned about him being nervous and being rusty. Granted, competition wasn't the greatest, but he looked pretty confident, confident to me and comfortable. I just think they'll really need somebody like him because they don't have a player like him on the roster that can do the things he can do with his size and his shooting ability, and if he can defend his athletic ability. So, those two guys are probably the key. And it was nice to see Plummer get off a little bit last uh, Saturday night. Um, you know, you know when they played. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the newcomers step up.
2: I, th- I thought Plummer and Coleman Hawkins were outstanding. Saturday night. Um, maybe the two players I'm, I'm most excited to see um, get in, you know, night and out, night out and see what they can do. Guys, I've got less than a minute to go until we have to take a break here. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, um, Arkansas State is next Friday night. Give me 15 seconds each. Uh, what do you look to see? Are you concerned at all without Kofi in that game? And that
3: is a little bit of a trap game just because they're better, they're older, they have everybody back from a year ago, and they're going to win 20 games. But they're still a team that Illinois should handle at home um, with their guys.
4: Yeah, I want to see Austin Hutcherson come back. Kids work too hard. It'll be exciting. I want to see who Brad Underwood's going to put you know, in the starting lineup, knowing the fact that Kofi's going to
6: be out, Will it be Coleman or Omar Payne.
2: Yeah. And, and, and could we see one in one game and one of the other? Yeah, you're exactly right. Hey, thanks. Hey, Ked, appreciate your time. We will talk to you again next hour in the recruiting roundup. Uh, go grab some coffee in our state-of-the-art break room over there. Uh, you pass it on the way in. You know, we have as many options as you have in your cupboard at home uh, in our break room. Trust me on that. Uh, you'll figure it out. All right. Hang tight. Brett Bielema on the painful question about the lack of a first quarter offense. It's Illini and the Gophers week. It's coming up next. This is the Alani Guys Sports Spectacular. It's the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. Complete pregame and postgame reporting and analysis on our website right now. More than 2 million page views. Million with an M already this year yep yep so we must be doing something right and this segment brought to you by our newest partners osf healthcare we are thrilled to have you as part of the illini guys and the sports spectacular family welcome aboard it's the illini at minnesota this weekend up in minneapolis illinois is the underdog and the scoring may be tougher than usual Golfers uh, have a pretty good defense and let's talk about that illinois offense we we touched on it earlier in the first half hour averaging 18 points per game overall, just 15 points per game in the Big Ten, and they have yet to score a first-quarter touchdown in the nine games so far. Brett Bielema was asked about those early struggles this week. Brett,
0: your offense has three points in the first quarter
2: so
7: far this season. What issues are you seeing there? How do you got to address
5: that? We've actually got five total points as a team. I'm going to try to slide in every point that I can, right? So we had a safety uh, by our punter, um, but our offense has three in the first quarter, which is, uh, absolutely um, as bad as it gets um, so huge emphasis the last several weeks on trying to score early um, I think it's a uh, an obstacle that we've been trying to work our way through just haven't been able to overcome it uh, but offensively I did think uh, a positive out of Saturday's uh, game was just uh, the play of BP uh, by far was uh, the best productive game that I've been with them um, during my time with him here at the University of Illinois I thought he threw the ball I thought he was confident Uh, Obviously the big play to Isaiah, but also just uh, there's an in-breaking route with uh, DJ, the the screen pass to DJ, um, uh, some of the other things that uh, he capitalized on. Even the two-minute, we really looked like uh, he had a a great composure, great confidence. Um, I saw him more animated during the course of the week, and I definitely saw it after the game um, that he was visibly frustrated and upset. So I think those are positive steps in the right direction. Um, So I think we have to take that and move forward uh, to, to offensively Um, Know that BPs are starting quarterback all week and and, and in that mode of having last week's preparation to carry into this week's preparation is definitely a step in the right direction. But, uh, you know, our first quarter offensive woes uh, in general have been a major hurdle for us all year.
4: Obviously, your defense has made huge strides this year, Brett. Um, offense, the number's not as good. What, what can you guys, as a staff, understanding it's year one, Yeah. what can you do to get more out of that? Well, I think,
5: you know. first off, look at what, what I do as a head coach. Um, and as head coaches, uh, everything runs downhill from there, right? So um, uh, to Tony and the offensive staff, I think have really been trying to uh, concentrate on the things that we do well, try to minimize the things we don't do well. Uh, even though it's been the same two guys, we've kind of been in and out of the lineup with the same quarterback, so uh, a little continuity there I think helps us in a big way. Uh, having confidence in the uh, in the group of players around them, I think as a play caller, you know, obviously you know it starts with a quarterback, but in our, our scheme and our system, uh, to have confidence in a running game and you know uh, even though they one of the one of the two has been there for the majority of of the season, um, there's been quite a few games, and this past Saturday being one of them where one of the two guys wasn't there, right? And I get it, it's Big Ten play, but I don't know if I've ever uh, in my entire, you know, 13 years as a head coach, I've ever had this much um, fluctuation in my starters, uh, offense, defense, uh, whether it's guys I've lost by far the most I've ever lost for an entire season, uh, but also just kind of week-to-week guys in and out of the lineup uh, based on injury. So uh, it's been frustrating, but its it's not an excuse. It's just part of the reason why you have to work your way through it, and Uh, come up with the best plan that gives us an opportunity to have success. Uh, I think our guys play their best when we're running the football and we can get creative around that. Um, But uh, that's a major challenge for us, for sure.
4: Yeah, the coaching staff has to be pulling their hair out because of the uneven performance that they're getting. For example, the offensive line goes up against a highly rated Penn State defense, looks fantastic, sets a record for rushing yards despite being unable to pass and then goes and plays Rutgers, and we can think of four, five, six plays where the first person that the running back for the Illini is hit by is a blocker getting knocked backwards into him. You know, it happened to Chase Brown. He almost got sacked or he almost lost, uh, got into the safety situation because um, getting hit by uh, Mr. Ford coming backwards. That type of up-and-down performance just has to be driving the staff crazy.
3: You you would think that they'd accidentally score, right? I mean, (laughs) wouldn't you think that accidentally they'd score a touchdown? Like, I mean, just somebody breaks, somebody trips and falls, they hit a pass. I mean, in nine games, you'd think, like, there'd be some play where something happened where they scored a touchdown. Or, shoot, get a field goal against a Big Ten team. They've only had one field goal against Charlotte and then a safety, so five points. He was very adamant about that five points, too, so... (laughs) um yeah it's uh it's definitely gotta they gotta be pulling their hair out but they they have to you have to find a way I mean if you are a coaching staff your job is to find a way to put some points on the board and you got to find a way with what you have and and you're getting uneven performances for sure like Mike said but you got to find a way to get some get some uh points on the board Minnesota does not uh Minnesota's a solid team I, I tell you what Minnesota and Larry you've got some thoughts on Minnesota they've surprised me because they keep losing guys and they just kind of go next man up. So I've been impressed and they're ranked, I think they're ranked 20th this week in the college football playoff um,
2: rankings. So they're up there. So that's going to be a, definitely a challenge. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing to your point. I mean, they just keep, they keep losing running backs. They keep putting guys in and they keep scoring and, and, and winning. And this was a game that I think, you know, a month ago, we looked in the schedule and said, okay, that's a win right there. And that's not, not the case right now. You're, you're exactly right. Um, but, um, uh, but again, uh, it's not the running game I'm impressed with. It's something else. And I'm going to, I'm going to wait a little bit longer before we get to that. It's it's next hour. I want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's one of those that um, this is the kind, I think when you see what Minnesota has, what PJ Fleck has built up there um, that's what I think that, that Illini fans maybe wouldn't would love to see next year or in 2023, where you've got those kinds of guys, you bring guys in, uh, Fleck came in, realized they were really weak on the offensive line, um, and and they went out and, and did something about it. Now it's a totally different team uh, up there. Uh, this segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. We've got more from Coach Bielema, more on the Illini and the Gophers. Matt Stevens of the Illini Guys joins us next to break down the matchup. It's here on the Sports Spectacular on the Alani Guys Radio Network.
1: When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit.
0: They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
4: Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
6: I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again, please.
8: It seemed like early on you were trying to get a whole bunch of wide receivers out there, you know, for certain snaps. And I'm curious if throughout practice you and George have seen that group continue to
5: escalate um, their play. And so, I mean, you wouldn't be putting him out there if you didn't think they did. Yeah, stand the game. Um, I, I think by far the the, the the competitive three that you know, just majority of snaps, uh, Isaiah, Casey, and and, and uh, Donnie. Um, but obviously, uh, Deuce brings a skill set that you want to see out there. Um, We've uh, began to uh, work uh, um, after his shoulder injury to uh, try and get Hightower out there as much as we possibly can. Um, uh, Miles Scott is a guy that was, has been very impressive uh, uh, over the last half of the season here. Two freshmen that's come in and, and done a really nice job uh, in that regards. Um, and then you got, like, Devion Campbell, Carlos Sandy, guys that... Uh, We're trying to incorporate and get out there. Um, A little bit of that has to do with the familiarity familiarity between them and the quarterbacks as well. So I I, I like the fact that uh, uh, the more comfort level BP has with those guys, the better he'll feel, you know, throwing the ball and making decisions. So, uh, yeah, I I thought uh, we're trying to maximize our our roster as best we can and find out who can help us win.
2: It's the Sports Spectacular. That was Matt Stevens of the Illini Guys asking Brett Bielema earlier this week about getting more wide receivers involved in the offense the Illini on the road this weekend at Minnesota looking for their fourth win of the season and trying to stop the Gophers four-game success streak. Matt joins us now as this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. Matt, what have you seen change in the receiving core?
8: There's a guy named Brian Hightower who led the team in receiving last year, starting to get a little bit more run. Uh, You saw that last week against uh, Rutgers, and as he continues to get more healthy, I think he could be a guy that you know, a Brandon Peters could look for down the field vertically. I think they're really impressed with Miles Scott, a guy that's a former walk or a, basically a former walk-on that has really allowed himself to play himself into the rotation as a freshman. They really like the idea of using Carlos Sandy and Patrick Bryant together um, as young receivers. Pat Bryant has been a guy that's been stepped up over the last few games. I, guys, I, I the first four plays that they ran, I, I counted – eight different receivers on the field. And so they're, they're trying to get beyond the obvious three of Isaiah Williams, Casey Washington, Donnie Navarro. They're trying to get more guys involved just to give them a chance and see what they can do down the field, especially when you're going to have a day like Brandon did last week against Rutgers. You might as well try to get as many guys as you can involved. And uh, I, I think you're going to see that the rest of the year. You're going to see guys down the depth chart get more
4: opportunities and more plays. Well, I think the interesting thing is is they proved for one quarter that they could move the ball in the air. They could, they could score points. And I guess I'd like to see a little more sustained creativity and play calling you know, from Coach Peterson to take advantage of that because it felt like you know, all of a sudden they had the ability to pass and then we decided we're not going to use it anymore. So they've got all these, this talent. Let's start getting the ball up in the air a little bit, and that should help the run game as well.
8: Yeah, Mike, I, I, I argued with the birthday boy, Lauren Tate on this one topic this week is that, you know, there's an idea that you probably should have thrown it more in the second half and you're backed up at the one or inside the one it's kind of hard to do. And it's kind of hard to trust your line, your five man line to get that done. There were two other drives that they could have done it. And I would argue the last drive, they actually did try to implement it a little bit more. So I think it was more of a field position argument than anything else, but Yeah, that first drive coming out of the half when they ran it three times and punted, that was just that was not exactly what Brett Vielum was looking for when he he likes to take the ball in the second half and make a big big uh make a big play in that regard. I think if they make it 21-10, Mike, that we've talked about that before, that it's a totally new ball game. And the way to do that is to balance out the pass and the run. And I think that would have been the way to do it. I don't think this the next drive that they had when they were backed up at the one was when you want to do it. And then now you're down in that last drive and so it's really weird for me that they only had three possessions in the second half, if you think about it, but the way that that game was unfolding, you probably were going to try to get, probably should have gotten the passing game going on that first drive just to get something going.
3: We, we talk passing game, we talk receivers, but my question is this. I, I watch receivers on other teams that make plays on balls um, and they're not perfectly thrown, but the Illinois receivers just aren't great at adjusting to the ball in the air making winning those one-on-one matchups i mean i would you agree with that matt i'm just not seeing that ability to to make those plays one-on-one
8: yeah i think that's why you're seeing a lot of guys get a lot of run i think you're seeing brian hightower get a little more run miles scott pat bryant i mean if casey washington's not going to go fight for a ball like that in the first half guess what, George George McDonald's going to sit him down. And I'm only using Casey as an example because over the last few weeks, you've seen him do that. Then he doesn't do it in the first half against Rutgers. Well, the margin for error is this thin, and if the margin of error is this thin, then we got to go to somebody else. And I think you've seen that out of guys like Isaiah Williams. But you're right, Brad. But the other thing that I'm seeing that's really kind of a a red flag with these wide receivers is there's a statistic called yards after the catch. Illini receivers don't typically get it and the reason is is that they just don't have make your miss type of ability after they get the catch. They can't they can't make that first guy miss. And if you make that first guy miss, that's when you see a lot of those big plays and those highlight reel plays and those drives that get that gets you a lot of yards and a lot of points. So that's been the main concern for me is that guys, when they make the catch, that they just don't—they aren't able to make guys miss in the secondary, and that's—that's got to be troubling for George McDonald and Tony Peterson. So, so what ahead. you're
3: saying is they struggle to make the catch and then struggle to run after the catch. But other than that, it's really good.
8: Well, and up until Saturday, it was really hard to get them the football with the catch. So, like, you know, like, slowly but surely. Tony Peterson keeps talking about how they're slowly but surely trying to get all of the, like, all of the elements of the pass game together. They blocked it okay on Saturday. They threw it okay on Saturday. Now we got to catch it and make people miss. And so that's that's probably what you're going to want to see before the end of the year.
4: An incredibly complicated game out there, or at least the Illini offense is making it seem much more complicated than many offenses have accomplished this year
8: yeah i I think tony peterson's at a a loss that how do i make this a a lot a lot better when you know i don't i don't have a whole lot of history here that suggests that my players are doing what i'm asking them to do so that's, that's 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 the unfortunate thing
3: does that is it time for a lollygaggers reference are they lollygaggers you throw the ball you catch the bubble so It's okay.
8: it's not that easy, though. Like, I know that a oh, okay. lot of offenses make it look easy. <laughs> but my, my I guess, Brad, my example to you would be, like, look at Clemson right now when they don't have Deshaun and Trevor Lawrence and tell me how their passing game's going right now when they don't have elite talent either. I, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses because Illinois should be throwing the ball a lot better. But the reasons they're not are they, they, they don't have the talent out, out on the edges right now. True. I'm done.
3: But, but Clemson has scored in the first quarter this year well Illinois <laughs> has
8: scored three points offensive points and Brett Bielema is quick to point out that they have scored five total points so, <laughs>
3: right, you look right.
8: at it that way Blake, Blake Blake Hayes has 40% of the offensive production in the first in the first quarter so you know you got that going for it. have we tried <laughs>
4: sacrificing a bucket of fried chicken to Joe Boo like they did in the first major league I,
8: I, I don't no. know whether or not I don't Brett Mike I don't know whether Brennan Pierce can hit a curveball or not but maybe you give it a go
2: I don't know well, you just brought up something really scary when you guys think about it. I think about Clemson with a couple of high five-star, high four-star quarterbacks, and yet their offense is struggling. All of a sudden, I'm very scared. Then again,
8: it's, not an e- it's Larry, it's not an easy thing to do. Woody, Woody yeah. Hayes used to always say there's three things that can
2: happen when you throw a pass and two of them are bad. Exactly. So the odds aren't in your favor. That's true. That's true. Very well said. We'll leave it there. Matt Stevens, Eye guys, great stuff as always. And uh, we will see you on the site and we'll talk to you later on. Sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. All right. Great stuff in this segment presented by. HX Solutions. Matt. Good to have Matt on the show. Up next, Minnesota coach P.J. Flex thoughts on the Illini and the Illini guys thoughts on P.J. Fleck. See, it all kind of comes full circle just ahead on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint. Outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000 hx home solutions
1: when life gets hectic you need health care that's easy you need osf on-call urgent care with osf on-call urgent care we make it easy to get affordable quick convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it walk in for care 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day even on holidays 24 7 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Getting
7: out of the military, I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that
8: don't understand. I still had the anger. I still had the addictions, but we didn't talk about that.
1: Came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more or less
0: encouraged me, you know, go, go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people. Because it takes true strength to ask for help.
8: Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at MakeTheConnection.net.
0: Paramedic, firefighter, police officer, different job titles, one common goal, to keep communities safe. They all risk their lives every day responding to emergencies. Just because they accept their jobs can be hazardous doesn't mean they have to be. Is your workplace safe for everyone? Learn more about the Put Yourself in Our Boots campaign at rboots.ca. This message brought to you by the John Petropolis Memorial Fund. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
2: It's the Illini guys, Larry, Brad, Mike, and Patrick Quinn now with us here on the board. Illini at Minnesota coming up on ESPN2. It's a bit of coach speak. You know, coaches always talk in glowing terms of oh, their next opponent and, and, and their coaches and their support staff and their stadium and their fans and their student body and the band and the gardeners and the nearby fast food restaurant staff. I mean, anything and anyone, you don't want to give anybody any bulletin board material, Right. Earlier this week, P.J. Fleck gave this answer when asked what he
7: knew about this year's Illini. You know, this is a team that, I mean, a few weeks ago, I mean, they go in and, um, to Happy Valley and, and and beat a really good Penn State team. I mean, they're a really good football team. I mean, when you look back at, you know, um, you know, where Levy recruited and, and and the depth they have and the experience they have, there's a lot of older guys on that team. And, you they have a lot of depth. I mean, even with, you know, Hanson being out and all of a sudden, boom, there's another linebacker in there um, that looks really good. And their defensive line, they're playing a ton of guys at defensive line, which means you have a lot of depth, which really helps your football team. And, uh, you know, Brett wants to be able to run the football. He always has, always wanted to. Uh, and, oh, you know, he's going to do the same thing in Illinois. And they get in that barge formation with a lot of linemen, and they're going to run the football. And, and Peters is, is, is playing consistent and throwing to open guys and getting completions and, and moving them down the field. So, um, you know, again, it's still early in the, in the film development um, and the game plan, but got a lot of respect for Brett and what he's been able to do in this league and as a head coach, uh, a ton of respect and admiration for him and how he does it. Um, and Illinois has got a lot of experienced guys, a lot of guys who have played a ton of football, especially up front. I mean, one of their biggest strengths on their offense is their offensive line. I mean, they're really good. they got a lot of guys who have played a ton of football, uh, and defensively they fly around. I mean, I think they have one of the best safeties in the league. And he, he's active. He's like a linebacker. He's like a blitzing uh, – he's a blitzing linebacker. He's a safety. He's a corner. He's a – I mean, you put him at, you know, 4-I, and he can go in there and do I mean, he's just – he's one of the better players in our league, and he can fly around make plays anywhere. So, um, you know, and special teams, guys, it seems like they've been there forever. The specialists have been there forever. I mean, um, so they've got a lot of experience, and they've won a lot of close games, won some big games. So we've got to be at our best for sure.
4: Holy cow. Did somebody to get Lou Holtz and put his uh, words into PJ's mouth? I know Lou Holtz used to coach at Minnesota, but I, he was the only guy when he was at Notre Dame who could talk about the unbelievable ability of the Army football team. <laughs> and I think I just heard the same thing.
0: Well, they do put well, their pants on the same as the Illini do, right? So I've got that going for him.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: they're they're elite. I mean clearly Illinois is elite. PJ Fleck, um they're an elite uh offensive line. They're elite passing game for like a quarter. Um elite running game for a game. Yeah, so they are uh yeah, Fleck definitely does the coach speak thing well. Um uh, one thing though, you gotta give him credit though, they win. PJ Fleck wins some games, man. I mean a lot of people we give him crap because he's rowing boats and all that stuff and he's elite and he talks about family and trust and all this stuff and everything's coach speak and so forth. And the power of positive thinking and all that crap. But you know what? Win games and nobody really cares about all that stuff.
0: And don't think for one second, this game is not going to be personal for him. He wants to beat Illinois. He's from what Caneland high school. He wanted to go to Illinois. So this is definitely one of those games he wants to win.
4: I tell you what, um, he's one of those coaches that I'd like Illinois to beat. So let's hope it uh, comes out to be a little bit better for the Illini. And it's going to be a tough one on the road up there.
2: It's going to be tough up there. Um, and we've talked about, again, this is one that, you know, he mentioned again, Illinois wins at Penn State. That, seemed, that was only a game ago, but it seems like six months ago. I mean, it's just when you, when you come back home and do what you did against Rutgers. And I think that's the thing with this Illinois team is which team shows up, the team that dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides, at Happy Valley, or the team that got pushed around in the second half against Rutgers on your home turf, Mike?
4: I don't think myself, I don't think any of the coaches, I'm not even certain if the players know, and that's the scary thing. We just don't know which team is going to show up. I'm, I'm all for the Penn State team, you know, that that, that beat Penn State. but. sure.
3: I would, I would say though, that's the defense has been pretty consistent showing up in these games and doing a good job. It's just been whether or not they can run the ball, Penn State, they ran the ball well, but you know, you look at the Penn State game, we talked about all those, they ran the ball and look at all the rushing they did. They scored 10 points in regulation. Am I right? And then there were the overtime field goals and then the two point conversions at the end. It looks 20 to 18. It was 10 to 10, despite the fact they ran for like 4,000 yards or something. So, uh, with all that said, you know they're going to have to do more, I think, at Minnesota. Because one thing about Minnesota is, I think they're going to they're going to put some points up against Illinois, um, maybe more so than than Penn State or Rutgers did, anyway.
4: Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a case, and I do think that Flack is going to go. He's going to do everything he can to make it uh, uncomfortable for the Illini, and I don't think he's going to have any problem running the score up, and you know, especially when he sees ranked 20th in the in the poll now so there's a there's a reason to kind of press through the accelerator
0: yeah
2: no question um and lest we forget 20th you now in the country you're exactly right a little bit of swag and and incredibly correct me if i'm wrong guys um they do they now control their own destiny in the in the big 10 west can if they went they out do. they're the team
3: right they do and and ohio state or michigan state's on the other side just going hmm, hmm. <laughs> ohio, you know this should be fun. Remember that? What was that game a few years ago in the Big Ten? It was like fifty something to nothing or something. Ohio State and Wisconsin or something like that. Was that a game? Is that a real thing? Fifty nine to nothing or something? Something crazy. And we could have that. Might, yeah. might, could yeah. happen again.
2: Yeah, like you said, they're they're they're. It's a it's a it's a paper champions. What they could uh, they could have no question. Hey, we've yeah. got to step aside and take a local break right now. Stay with us. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AtlantaGuys.com.